I'm Julie Hyde, and I believe you can't be a leader of others until you are a leader of self. It all starts with leading you. So if you are ready to be the best leader that you can be, you're in the right place. I'll be chatting to a diverse range of leaders who will spill the beans on their leadership, how they changed the game, insights into their mindset, and how they built the courage and resilience to be a modern leader with impact. Let's get into it. With me today is Molly Benjamin, and at first, Molly was not very good with money. However, she'd been working as a communication specialist in the financial sectors, and over a glass of Prosecco with her gal pals, she realized they were all a little bit clueless <laughs> when it came to their personal finances too. So as an experiment, Molly put on an info night in her living room, no big deal, just a few girls some champagne, and a money expert with real-world insights. And things really took off from there. The Ladies Finance Club was born in London in 2018 and launched in Australia in August 2019. And since then, the Ladies Finance Club has had over 35,000 women attend events, masterclasses, webinars, and workshops, and has partnered with and run some corporate workshops. So I love Molly's mission, which is really simple. It's to help make women rich so they have full control and freedom over their lives. So, and I second that. Her book, Girls Just Want to Have Funds, was released on the 31st of Jan, and we're here to talk about that and how women can get rich as Molly says. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Well, my pleasure. Really looking forward to our chat today. So I'd love to start with my first question, which is if you were the leader of the world for a day, what would you change and why? Oh, it's such a good question. I think I would make equality mandatory. So I feel like, yeah, I would make, I'd make women and men equal and make sure that stayed the same. Because I feel like when women have equality and when women have money, the world becomes a better place. Yeah, absolutely. It it definitely will. So I I would vote for you on that one, which of course is, is the theme of our podcast today. So now you say you were bad with money and I feel like there are a lot of people who say that. And, and this is often where the best ideas come from, which is having the problem that you're solving. So how did you know that you were bad with money and how did you turn it around? Yeah. So I use that phrase, I'm so bad with money. I'm just so bad with money constantly. And I hear so many women say that exact same phrase as well. And I had been working in a corporate job, earning a pretty good salary, and I had nothing to show for it. Um, And I remember being in London in a supermarket and like literally like texting my girlfriend being like, hey, can you you send me 20 pounds? I've spent all my money. And it was kind of like a joke. It was like, I'm broke, I'm broke. And then I'd spot her 20 pounds the next time she needed extra cash. It got to this point where I was like, what is going on? You know, I'm working a good job. I'm earning money, but I have nothing to show for it. And what I realized very quickly was I wasn't alone. A lot of my friends were in the same situation. A lot of the women I was working with and I worked for a bank were were all just like a bit clueless about money. 
you know, and I, I, as I did the research, I found that, you know, I was not alone. Women live longer. We earn less. We take time out to maybe have families or look after elderly parents. And then we're penalized by retiring on a lot less super than men. And what that means is we have a lot less control over our lives when we get to that stage. And that stat, which gets me every time, which I love to share because I think it's so important that we know about it. It's that the highest growing demographic of people going into homelessness are single women over the age of 55. And that's, I guess, what really kind of drove my mission as well. I didn't want that for any woman I knew. For my, I'm one of three girls. I didn't want that for my sisters, for my mom, for any of her friends. I didn't want that for anyone. So I wanted to do something about it. Yeah, yeah. That stat is so scary, just devastatingly sad. And I actually saw a stat just recently where the women are the highest number in terms of the homeless people across Australia, which is just I know because they've given up their lives to raise the next generation of Australians and they're penalized so severely for that. And I think, you know, if this country wants women to have children, they need to support them a lot better with childcare, with um, services, with so much. But anyway, that's a whole different topic I could talk about for a long time. Yes, me too, me too. So um, how, like, what did you first do? So you came to the realization that okay, this is just ridiculous. (laughs) And you worked out obviously what you needed to do. So what were the steps that you took to, I suppose, turn it around to just change the pattern? So the pattern I really had to change was I had to go from spender to saver and understand that yes, money is for earning and spending, but it's also for building your wealth and building strong financial foundations. So when stuff happens in life and life happens, I don't have to stress out from it. And so the first step I did was build my emergency fund money there for a rainy day. So I knew if something happened, I didn't have to rely on calling my parents for cash. I didn't have to rely on friends. I didn't have a partner at the time, still don't. So I didn't have to worry about that, but I didn't have to rely on anyone. I had my own back. When I saved that first buffer of money, I think that was the real moment where I was like, Hey, I'm adulting here. Like, this is pretty, this is pretty cool. Like, I've got money just sitting there and I'm not going to spend it. Um, so that was definitely, and that's always the first step I'd say to any of our LFC members. It's like starting with that emergency fund. And, you know, like it's small amounts and small amounts over time build up. You don't have to make these dramatic life changes. And then I was really interested in learning about investing because I'd done a little bit when I was younger and my parents had tried to teach me about it, but I was very kind of uninterested. <laughs> And so that's when I really started focusing on like, if I've got to learn this stuff, like let's learn it together. So that's when I started running those events. Um, and we'd have like champagne and canapes and we'd get these awesome female speakers to break down. How do we get started investing? Why should we be investing and actually going, oh, like it's not that hard. And if you can online shop, you can online invest. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's a really good distinction. So it sounds like there is a real flipping mindset for you. And once you saw or I suppose felt how empowered the savings made you feel, it's like, hmm, I want more of that. Hey, I'm bossing. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, and there's so many little things that you can do, again, that don't have to make, you don't have to make dramatic life changes where you can just be like, okay, I'm setting that uh, that investment up automatically so I don't have to touch it. Setting this bank account up so money is being paid to my different goals and I don't have to touch it. Like there's just so many little basic things that we're just not taught ever. 
where it's like, oh, that can really not just have an impact, that can change my lifestyle by the time I hit retirement. Yeah, absolutely. So I love how you're role modeling this and through your LL, did you call it LLF? Not Liverpool Football Club, Ladies Finance Club. (laughs) (laughs) The Ladies Finance Club. So through that, you're really helping women change how they think and how they behave with their money. Because that's where it all starts. It starts with the mindset and what you believe, you know, is like they turn into your actions. So if we can change, it starts with the belief. So if we can change the mindset, which is so doable. And I see it like I did an accountability group last night on a Tuesday with some of our members. They're like, oh my gosh, like I've just gotten out of my credit card. Like I'm paying off my my final credit card this month. Like my mindset has changed. And it's just, it's so exciting to see that happen all the time. It's it's really interesting. My I, When you were talking, I was thinking about my niece. She's 19. And all she tells me about is how broke she is at 19. She's earning a good wage and ha- and she's sort of worked ever since she could. My sister doesn't speak like that. So it seems to be a conversation happening amongst friends and it's like it, the expectation is that when you're a teenager or when you go to uni or when you're, I don't know, it just seems to be that you're, you're broke. And that's just how it is because everyone's broke. And then that's why I love reframing and money mantras and actually telling ourselves different messages. Because if she started being like flipping that and going, I know I'm building a strong financial future instead of going on broke, like it's amazing how that actually impacts your mindset, which impacts your actions and beliefs. Yeah, interesting. So Girls Just Want to Have Funds was released in January this year. So I love the title and it just, that the cover just looks like fun. (laughs) So tell us a bit about your book and like it's no easy thing to do to write a book. So what what was the catalyst that made you think I'm going to write a book? Well, number one, I got asked to write a book and I was like, yeah, sure, I can write a book. And then I had to write it and I was like, oh, this is hard. <laughs> it's harder than I thought. This isn't like leaving a university assignment to the last night. I can't get away with it. I just wanted like for, for me, I wanted something. I wanted a resource um, that just was like, here's everything you kind of need to know to get yourself set up. There was like, I love the Barefoot Invest. I think what Scott Pape's done is amazing. But my girlfriends will never in their lifetime pick up that book, even though I will like tell them and tell them. So I was like, I want to create something which looks fun, that is fun, colorful images in it, that is teaching, but not in a way that makes you want to hit the snooze button or isn't like male pale and stale. And also is designed for single women because a lot of Sometimes what I've found is sometimes women will wait until they find a partner, but like we can't afford to wait because we're settling down later on in life. That can mean literally hundreds of thousands of dollars when you're investing your money or not investing your money. So yeah, it was kind of like the book I wish I'd had at university. (laughs) It's also designed to be done with your girlfriend. So at the end of each chapter, there's actions, which is like sit down with your girlfriend, you know go for a cup of coffee or like grab some cocktails and work out, okay, what are, where are you at with this, 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 and this? So it's really like, it's meant to be the most practical thing and you're doing it together and you got that accountability. So, yeah. So I love the way you there, you encourage people to do it with their friends. And so that is because of the accountability. So you find that the accountability part of it is most important. 
It really is because you can say you're going to do it, but unless you've got like someone being like, okay, let's go do that. Like I know for me, like if I have to meet a friend for a run, I'll meet them for a run. If I have to go for a run by myself, probably won't go or might just go for a little run. Um, So it's really about having someone there to help keep you accountable. And it's funner with friends as well. And I'm a social woman. It's likely that your friends need to do this stuff as well. And like the other night we did a budgeting session. We had 30 women show up online to do their budget. And that's all we did. We were just like going through a budget and they were doing their budget. I know like so many of those women. That's why I did that session because I knew so many of them have been telling me that they were going to do their budget for about five months. I actually did it that night. So yeah, it's about, I guess, yeah, that accountability I think is so, for me, it's so important. Some people are self-starters and I love that and I wish I had a little bit more of that, but I love a bit of accountability. Yeah. What is the reluctance for women around money? Like, what What is it and why is it? I think it's a few things. I think a big part is we're not socialized to talk about money. You know, if we look at history, men have been having these conversations with their sons and their brothers and it's going, going down because they used to control the money. Whereas women haven't had control over their money for that long. When you think about it, like I know my grandmother, she wouldn't have been able to open a bank account in her own name or without, she couldn't get a home loan in her own name, credit card. There's also a confidence thing. Women like to be really good at something before they do it. There's a little bit of fear involved as well. I think, especially around investing that, what if I lose all my money? Women have, I feel like we've got a little bit more to lose, especially if you've got family and children. And that's why we're big fans of like, that's why you want that emergency fund because then, you know, you've always got that there in your name and you can, you know, think about investing money for the long term. But yeah, it does. Like I hear so often women being like, I'm just keeping my head in the sand. I don't want to think about it. It makes me feel really overwhelmed. But we feel like that sometimes and we don't understand something. So we like to really bring it back down to basics, give women the tools and be like, it's actually not that hard, but you do have to start and give them that starting point because that's half the battle is actually starting. Yeah. I have always had a bit of a bugbear about busy, the word that we use to sort of glorify our significance. And I find that the busy excuse is a pretty big one with the whole finance stuff in terms of, oh, I'll understand my um, superannuation when I have time, or I'll think about my accounts when I have time. So do you hear that excuse as well? I hear it and I totally get it as well. Like, when you have kids, you're working a full-time job, you're trying to, you know, just do life. Like life is busy. But my biggest like saying is look after money now and money will look after you later. And unfortunately, like it's not a choice. You have to do it. It's called adulting and, you know, taking control of your money is just got to be part of that. I was listening to a podcast the other day and Zoe Foster Blake had this great line. She's like, it's not cute to not know your numbers. And I was like, totally. It is not cute not to know your numbers. You're the only one who's going to care about your money the most. And you know, when you hand over that financial power to your partner, you're handing so much more over than just the money. So it's really important that we find the time. Like, I also know like people who are super busy, but they still manage to watch like, you know, a season of a Netflix show in like a week. So I'm like, we can find the time when we need to find the time. 100%. You do what you prioritize. That's what I always say. Totally. And the thing with finance is you actually don't need to set aside like hours and hours, like set it up correctly once and then you just need to check in with it. Yes. So do you have any, you know, red hot tips that we could 
implement tomorrow to take care of our finances? Yeah, so I would stick with like four tips. And the first one is that one I spoke about before by if you're just like, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, oh, I'm a financial hot mess, like, don't worry, (laughs) just get started and start building that emergency fund and really aim to like three to six months worth of expenses. But you can start with $10 and build that to $100 and build that to $1,000. You know, start small, break it into mini milestones. That's probably the second goal. Sorry, the second tip is to actually set a goal. So many times, like we don't actually have goals with what we want to do with our money. So we spend, 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 or we think like, oh, well, what's the point? Like buying a property is impossible. But like with that mindset, we will never buy one. So getting really clear on your goals, putting the dollar amount and a date on it, whether it's a holiday, you know, it's saving for egg freezing, it's saving for your first home, you know, paying off debt getting really clear on what your goal is. There's a, a great quote that were like, what is it? It's like, imagine playing a game of netball and having no goals. Like you're just like literally kicking, kicking a ball back and forward. And I spoke to a lady who worked for a finance company the other day. And I'm like, how are you with money? She's like, I'm really bad. I'm like, okay, no problem. She was interviewing me, but then it ended up being like a money coaching session. And I was like, what? Okay, no problem. Like we hear that a lot. What are your goals? What are you working towards? Oh, nothing. Well, that's, that's one of the biggest problems. If you're not working towards anything, you've got nothing to keep you accountable. Yes, you'll go here. Yes, you'll do that. You'll just kind of keep getting caught up in current life stuff. Um, so, so important to get clear on your goals. Write them out. Stick them somewhere where you can read them every day. And then the other tip would be, especially at the moment with the cost of living going up, just get really familiar with how much is coming in and how much is going out. And is that where you want it to go? Sometimes when I think, you know, we say budgeting, people are like, oh, it's the B word, like they physically get, they want to be sick. But it's so easy these days with budgeting apps, with your banks, pretty much all banks now, they actually categorize your spending for you. And it's just a matter of actually checking where your money is going. Is that where you want it to go? And if not, create yourself a new spending plan. Um, We have heaps of free templates people can download off our website at Ladies Finance Club. You know, if you have paid off your bad debt. If you don't need money for the short term, really think about investing that money. And you do not have to be the Wolf of Wall Street. It is so much easier than that. There's so many apps out there that let you start off with a dollar or with really small amounts and you can get confident. And then it's totally doable. Like if me, the girl who was like in a supermarket, like broke, can build up a share portfolio, can build up a healthy savings account, like literally anybody can do this. You don't need to be like, a math genius. It's got nothing to do with math. Yes. I love how you point that out because you do not have to be good at maths to do this. No, it's actually about your behavior, your spending behaviors, not how much you earn. Yes. So in the initial stages, like before we build a habit and actually just back on your first point, do you recommend setting up a, a, a totally separate account for that? Some people, some people like to do that and I think that's great because it's harder to transfer money across from account to account. So I always say set up always fee-free into a separate account where you can't get your little greasy mitts onto it because when we can, then that's where we go, send, send, spend. Oh, like, yeah, shots at a bar. That's an emergency. Or like, oh my God, my favorite store is having a, a sale and I got the email coming through. It's an emergency. So just keeping it separate and like really having a pet talk to yourself and being like, this money is not to be touched unless like it's a medical emergency. My car breaks down. Like I think we know, you know, I think we deep down know what's an emergency and what's not. 
Yeah, totally. That was going to be my next question to you because there's so many distractions. Oh my God, they're everywhere. They're on Instagram. You know, as soon as you look at something on Google, then it comes through your Instagram feed. Oh, they know us better than we know ourselves. It's scary. Exactly. Do you have any like tip to avoid the distractions or is, does it just come back to discipline? I mean, it definitely comes back to having a goal that you're really motivated by. But I think there's little things you can do to help yourself out, like unsubscribe from emails, like marketing emails, like honestly, unsubscribe from marketing emails. And then I saw like the 24 hour rule, like keep it in your cart for 24 hours. And if you really want it, come back and buy it. Also, when you set up your accounts, bank accounts, you might want to set up a fun money account. And that is just for like, you know, people can 100% enjoy their money and they should enjoy their money. But when the fun money runs out, the fun runs out. So you know that, okay, I can, that's my fun spending, but like, once that's gone, then I can't. I have to wait to the next thought, to the next paycheck. So yeah, there's definitely some little things you can put in place. I love that. No more fun once that's gone. <laughs> I love that, Molly. I think that's a really great note to to finish on. Do you have any like final message you'd like to leave with our listeners today? I think if you're listening and you just feel really overwhelmed about money, just start small. Just say, I'm going to spend five minutes on getting my money sorted today. Open up your apps, bank accounts, have a look. It's not scary. You can totally do this. And if you need extra support, head over to Ladies Finance Club or our Facebook group, Ladies Finance Club Money Chat. And yeah, we're, we're literally there to help you. Absolutely. And grab a copy of your book as well. So I'll be sharing all of the links to be able to get in contact with Molly and link up to all of her downloads that she's got on her website and, and all the tips. So Molly, thank you so much for joining us today and being a real role model for women and their finances and to hopefully really change the behavior of women and to help them get rich so thank you thanks for having me 